Welcome to the Wingman Nation Men's Moment Podcast, a weekly podcast where we share tips on being a better husband, father, and a more godly man. Hey, this is John Delaney, Director of Operations at Wingman Nation. Thanks for joining us today. Please let your friends know that this podcast is available at wingmannation.com and at all the major podcast platforms like Apple, Pandora, Spotify, Google, and more. Okay, Wingman Nation, this week we continue with the Jesus and Masculinity series. In this episode, we'll be discussing what it means to be gentle. You know, Jesus told his disciples that gentleness is strength under the control of the Holy Spirit. In fact, gentleness is a fruit of the Holy Spirit. So the core Bible verse for this lesson is Matthew eleven twenty nine. So we are so happy to have you listening today. Now join me along with Wingman Nation co-founders Randy Ferreira and Pastor Jay Dennis. Here we go. Hey, Wingman Nation. Welcome to the Wingman Men's Moment Podcast. My name is John Delaney. I am here with Wingman co-founders, Pastor Jay Dennis and Randy Ferreira. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning, John. Good morning, John. We're going to give this a shot here uh, on our Jesus and Masculinity uh, series. This week, we're talking about being gentle. And with that in mind, Randy, take it away, brother. Thank you, John. Yeah, be gentle. You know, in Matthew eleven twenty nine, it says... Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Words of Jesus. Words of Jesus. Be the way, for example. True gentleness, guys, is observed by how a man treats children, treats women, and those who can offer nothing in return. Wow. To be like Jesus, the real man, Jesus, you know, he told his disciples that I am gentle. And gentleness is strength under the control of the Holy Spirit. Right. It is a fruit of the Holy Spirit. Jesus was inviting all who were weary and exhausted from trying to work their way to heaven by keeping the law to come to him and find rest through a relationship with him. Mm. So Jesus, the most masculine man who ever lived, was also the most gentle man who ever lived. That's right. He displayed strength through kindness and power through sensitivity to the needs of others. Mm-hmm. Gentleness, guys, leaves no room for being harsh or rude or insensitive or inconsiderate. That's right. This masculine trait is often displayed to those who can do the least for us. Mm-hmm. True gentleness is observed by how a man treats children, as I said earlier, women, and those who can offer nothing in return. Exactly. So every husband should strive to have his wife say of him, you know, he is a real gentleman. Mm. And every dad should should desire for his kids to say and refer to him as a a gentle guy, a gentle dad. Every person with whom a man works with or spends time should want to say of him that he is a Gentlemen. That's a word you don't hear much anymore. Yeah. You don't. You're right. We have too much other stuff going on. Exactly. I had to to refrain there from what I really wanted to say. I did. All right. A gentleman is slow to anger and filled with patience as he deals with people. 
Yeah, as we're talking about gentleness here, there's some lessons on masculinity, and each one of these devotions uh, has a section where we do the how-to. So we want to learn some lessons on gentleness from Jesus Christ. So what do we know? What do we learn? Number one, pray each day that you will display a spirit of gentleness. Sometimes, guys, this doesn't come naturally for us. We have to be intentional. We have to work at it. We have to think about it. And so just pray each day that you would display that kind of a gentle spirit. Number two, find someone each day with whom you can express a gentle spirit who does not have the capacity to help you or do anything for you. So good. It it may be someone at the convenience store, at the grocery store. It may be just someone going down the sidewalk, whatever it is, but somebody who can do nothing for you and you just reach out to that person and display to them the kindness of Jesus Christ. So often that will draw people into our message. Number three, incorporate a spirit of gentleness with your wife and children asking yourself, what can I do to help her? What can I do to help my children today, my wife today? So incorporate this into your everyday lives with your family. So vitally important. And then number four, ask yourself, is there someone that I have not displayed a spirit of gentleness toward, toward? An example would be someone with whom you lost your temper, someone you were rude toward, If so, and guys, this is not an easy thing to do. If so, go back and seek that person's forgiveness and watch how the Holy Spirit uses that for God's glory. Guys, why wouldn't we do something like that? I'm thinking of one word. Pride. It's pride. Pride. Yeah. It's pride. What will people think? What will people say? I'm trying to come across as this masculine man, and if I go and I apologize, isn't that going to make me less of a man? No. Absolutely not. Makes you more of a man. You're going to be more like Jesus if you do that. And it may be the very bridge someone needs to be open to hear the message of the gospel of Christ. Mm -hmm. When they know that you have the humility to say, you know what, I messed up, I screwed up, can you forgive me? Then that opens the door to be able to share other things with that person. So just keep that in mind, guys. Number five, ask yourself, am I too controlling in my marriage? Are you trying to control your wife to such a degree that she fears sharing her own ideas and thoughts because they may be different from yours. If so, confess that to God and begin to seek the control of the Holy Spirit. Confess it also to her and ask her forgiveness. Guys, you know exactly what we're talking about when we talk about controlling your wife. We understand what the Bible says about wives submit, but it also is that we should display to our wives the sacrificial spirit of Jesus Christ, unconditional love toward them. So let me just encourage you guys in this issue of marriage, don't try to be controlling. I know you guys have have seen that as well uh, with men. Yeah. who'd want to control every aspect of their wives' lives. And they manage to do it financially. There's yeah. there's so many different ways that it, that it's done. Right. And and sometimes I think maybe they they were modeled that growing up. 
I think and so. And so they've carried it into their lives, and and they, you know, maybe their dad controlled their mom, right? Exactly. And, and I think that's where a lot of it comes from is is you know how they were raised, right? Well, the three of us are in our early sixties, early sixties. I'm still sixty. <laughs> there you go. Okay. And, and, For another uh, month. But that is what was modeled. That that was the yeah. uh, the way it was, yeah. and it's so wrong. But yet, this generation, men, we need to wake up to this. Yeah. And we do not need to go there. I like what John MacArthur, the pastor, said about gentleness. He said, gentleness has nothing to do with weakness, timidity, indifference, or cowardice. It was used of wild animals that were tamed, especially of horses that were broken and trained. Such an animal still has his strength and spirit, but its will is under the control of the master. That's good. Meekness or gentleness is power under biblical control. Gentleness is power under control. You heard the, the, the expression, do not mistake my kindness for weakness. Oh, yes. Yeah. But some people do. They do. They do. And, that's and sometimes it needs to be said, you know, yes. don't yes. mistake my kindness for weakness. Mm. Yes. You know, there was a story uh, that Robert Morgan related on the life of John Wooden. Oh, gosh, yes. great guy. You know, John, one of the most revered coaches in the history of college basketball. Many of you may know him from the coaching at UCLA. And uh, he, John Wooden credited much of his success to his dad. Yeah. yeah. And he recalled a boyhood story on an occasion when he watched his father deal with a certain situation. Yeah. So his rural Indiana county would pay local farmers to take teams of mules and horses into the gravel pits scattered throughout the county there and haul out loads of gravel. And, you know, some, I guess that was a way they could make extra money. And right. some, some pits were deeper than others. And sometimes it was hard for a team of the horses or the mules to pull the wagon filled with gravel out, you know, through the wet sand or the mud or a steep incline. Mm-hmm. And so one steamy Sunday day, wrote John Wooden, a young farmer was trying to get his team of horses to pull a full pull a fully loaded wagon out of this pit. Wow. And he was angry and he was whipping and cursing. Uh, he was whipping the horses and cursing the beautiful uh, animals. And, you know, uh, they were frothing at the mouth mm. and sweating and stomping and pulling Imagine. back from him. And this couldn't get out. It seemed like they couldn't get it out. And the, and so the, the elder wooden uh, dad watched for a while. And then he went over to the young man and he said, hey, let me let me take him for you from mm-hmm. here. This is good. And so uh, John said his dad started talking to the horses, almost whispering to them, stroking <laughs> their noses with a soft touch. And then he walked between them, holding their bridles and bits while he continued talking. Very calmly and gently, <clears throat> excuse me, as they settled down, uh, the horses then settled down and then Gradually, he stepped out in front of them and gave a little whistle to start them moving forward (laughs) while he guided the reins. And within moments, those two big, massive plow horses (laughs) pulled a wagon out of the gravel pit as easy as could be. Oh, wow. As if they were happy to do it. (laughs) The original horse whisperer. Oh, yeah. So John Wooden said, I've never forgotten what I saw him do and how he did it. And over the years, he said, I've seen a lot of leaders act like that angry young farmer who lost control. We've all been there. 
So much more can usually be accomplished by dads and leaders if they're calm, confident, and have a steady approach. That's, mm. that's it. Wouldn't that day took away an indelible lesson? It takes strength inside to be gentle on the outside. Oh, I love that. You know, that it just it reminds me too of my dad was all of five foot six. Mm. He was a little dude, you know, and but he was very yeah. soft spoken, very gentle, but there wasn't anybody that had any disrespect for him based on his exactly. gentleness. He he was he was calm under uh, control. Uh, he was uh, calm, on, uh, strength under control. Exactly, and that's and and, that's and what he yes, yeah, and he never. I never heard him raise his raise his voice in you know the eighty nine years he lived, or I don't know when I was a baby. <laughs> and you can you can accomplish so much more though <clears throat> mm-hmm. if you will treat people that way and have that kind of spirit of gentleness that Jesus had. So, guys, here is an action plan for today. Pray each day this week this prayer. Lord, please help me to have a gentle, teachable spirit, one that is under your complete control every minute of every day. Whenever you sense you have taken back control, confess that immediately and seek God's forgiveness. Very good. I I like that teachable spirit. Uh, You have to have humility to have that teachable spirit And so, guys, pray for that every single day and realize that your gentleness is is strength under control, under under the Holy Spirit's control. We're so glad you joined us today. Until next week, guys. Wingman out. Thanks again for joining us for the Wingman Nation Men's Moment Podcast. If you would like to get connected to Wingman Nation, visit our website at wingmannation.com. And don't forget, we'll be continuing on the Jesus and Masculinity series next week.